Sports listeners, I'm your host, Erica Salda, the queen of team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. There you go. All right. Good morning, Santa Barbara. How are you all today? What a wonderful day. We are so blessed to be here. I, I can't even get over. I feel it. I feel the lift in the air. I feel the smile. I just feel it all. And I'm so excited. I zipped into Costco to get just to get a chicken and just to see all the bright, smiley faces all at once. You know, because it's, it's kind of hard for me. I'm never not a big Costco person. But if you want to see big smiles, go to Costco, run in, get that chicken. You'll see it all. No masks, happy, smiley faces. I've never seen so much teeth in my whole life. So, <laughs> anyways... Um, let's get to it. We have a full house today. Dr. Amy Salzman, Ed Langlow, Sierra Boatwright, Lori Cortez, Christine Marie, Richard Ellsworth is going to be joining us here in a few. We got Don Sanders, Emily Yurchison, and of course our producer, Richard Dugan. To my left is my partner in crime here, Dominique <laughs> Hackett, and um, we got a big show today. Let's start off with what's going on with our kids okay we have a it's a ripple in the universe with kids getting into college today and there's nobody better to talk about it than our own teen sports radio college coach friend uh, has been with us since the beginning of teen sports radio 11 years we have coach Lori Cortez <laughs> Hi, hi, Erica. Hi, Dominique. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me. It's, it's great to see everybody. And you're right, Erica. It's nice to see everybody smiles for sure. So, so this is an exciting time also for high school students because summer is really a window of opportunity for students. And Erica, you mentioned that some things have changed with the college application process. And yes, you're right. Some things have changed and some things have stayed the same. So the main change that has happened is that the standardized test, the use of standardized tests is kind of up in the air. Um, the, the UCs and the Cal States are not using them this year for the 21-22 applicants uh, at all, but many private universities are what they call test optional. So they are saying, you know, if you are strong testers, if you have strong scores, submit those scores because that will strengthen your application. So that's my advice to my students applying to, to private schools or even some public schools outside of California. Does not hurt to prepare for and take the SAT or the ACT. If you do get strong scores, then you submit them to the schools that will evaluate them. And if you don't, you don't have to submit them. So it's really a win-win situation. But some other things that have stayed the same, and this Pardon me, Erica. I just had a, yeah, real quick question. So if you're like Bill Terry from St. Rayfield's and missed one question on the SAT, uh-huh. are you, you know, you know, went to, it's not going to probably, uh, uh, would have affected, you graduated from Notre Dame, but if SC or UCLA was your go-to school and you've been a brewer in your whole life, there's no way you can't leak out that information that they missed. I mean, they really are not even looking at it at all. They're not allowed to, to, technically, they're not allowed to use the scores when they're evaluating applications. You can always include something like that in the essay portion. You can always let them know, you know, in the essays, you know, what, you know, count your accomplishment there. But, but you're not, but they're not allowed. That's not a a criteria that they are allowed to use in evaluation. So, but. Interesting. 
Yes, but, but with respect to things that have stayed the same, definitely what I call resume activities, and that affects freshmen, sophomores, and juniors, and rising seniors, they, universities want to see depth of involvement, and summertime is the perfect opportunity to do that. And, you know, many students last year had to do volunteer opportunities or internships online. That's still, those, are, those options are still out there, but now things are opening a bit more in person too. So I recommend, you know, checking out what is, what is open in your area, what are the possibilities to do something in person as well. Another, of course, the most important criteria universities use when they evaluate applications are grades. So, you know, uh, during the year, do the very best that you can. Try to earn A's and B's and, and challenge yourself in areas of your strength. Take honors or AP classes in those areas or IB classes. Uh, over the summer, if you have a certain interest, it's a great idea to take a, an, a class at a local city college. Many of the classes are online now. So it doesn't have to be local city college. It could be you know, a, a one in a different area. If you're going to do that, though, just make sure that uh, your high school approves it because you want to get high school credit for it and you want that grade to be able to be transferred to your to your transcript. Another great idea um, it's, is an or organization called Coursera.org. And I know many of you have heard of it, but um, uh, strong university offer classes on <laughs> sorry strong universities offer classes on are you okay Mary? are you okay <laughs> you got a beautiful dog oh it sounded like Cujo <laughs> so there's Coursera there's also I think uh edX as well as Coursera yes, yes. and there's Ted TEDx I think is the one that you might be thinking of, but edX too. So, so anyway, this is a great way to learn about different, uh, maybe career possibilities or major possibilities. One that I always like to tell students about that's really fun to take on um, Coursera is offered through Yale. It's a course called Happiness, and it's oh. uh, you know it's a, it's a psychology course. So, it's, and I've had students. Oh, that's I believe that gentleman wrote a book on happiness and, and it's fabulous. Yes, yes, yeah. So, so the, you know, things like that, um, the Coursera classes, you, you won't get, you know, high school unit credit for it, but that goes on your resume. So it's, it's all about, you know, kind of what are you doing outside during the summer? What are you doing outside of the classroom? How are you stretching yourself? How are you helping your community? How are you growing intellectually? So those are really important things to think about. One of my friends is, um, she was really worried about the whole COVID thing, but at this last year, her daughter learned three instruments and started journaling. Fabulous. So yeah. it's, I, I just said, oh my God. And she's going to, in, incoming senior, I said, this is all exactly like you said, this is all resume stuff. This, yes. she would never have probably done it, not now, right. had it not been. I mean, what a, what a bright light. Exactly. Beautiful. Mm. And, and those will make, that will make really good essay material too. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So it's a unique time for, especially for this class, I think even more so than last year, these, these current rising seniors, because they had the full year of, of remote, you know? And so it's, it's really a unique time uh, for them to kind of reflect on what they learned during that time and, and how, how, if they did benefit their community, how did they do it? And, 
uh, it will say, you know, it'll say a lot about their character in their essays. All of my writing. Oh, go ahead, Dominique. Um, you gave a comment about in writing essays, you're not supposed to mention COVID or there's some specific advice you gave. Right. So don't make it the topic of your essay. Don't don't make it the topic of your essay because admissions officers feel that everybody will be doing that because everybody went through this. You know, there's 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 prompts that you have to follow and answer when you're writing the essays. And one of them is, you know, describe a challenge you overcome. Well, they feel that many people will be you talking about COVID because it was a challenge. But there's always and there is some some colleges have COVID optional essays and then some also have additional information sections where you can put what you did during COVID. But you can still, even if you don't make it the topic of your essay, you can still weave in if you did something unique, you know, during COVID or, or had an extra, um, you, you know, an extra challenge. So, yeah. Uh, rising seniors. I, I have another. Sure. Go ahead, Lord. Well, I was just going to say, Rob, real quick. Get started on those essays now, because if the more you do over the summer, the less stressful senior year you will have. Mm -hmm. Well, I just want to ask one more quick question since you know, we have husband Ron, you know, so we've got a resource we've got for, that works for, uh, is a vice chancellor at, at UC Irvine. So you would know this. This is inside info. I love this. So the university system, is the model going to change? Because we have students, foreign exchange students that never came back. They couldn't because of COVID, but we're still attending online. So is because you, we, that was, that was a, a these they made um they created an environment to serve all students so my question is this i've always found it um almost alarming that the amount of california kids might be almost discriminated against now because you're up against the world and a uc degree means a lot so now that we have this online platform that I think that's a great thing that we can have online education for the world. And then it's not going to hurt that our California residents that want to get into a UC school. Is that, would you, would you agree with that? I think the online, I think some of the online uh, education will continue, but I also think that the ultimate goal is to get, you know, students back on campus so that they can have, the full experience, but it's different world, you know, just like with employees coming back to work, students coming back to campus, it's a different world and, and technology has played such a vital role this last year and a half for us that I think that, you know, universities and, and professors are gonna continue to embrace that part of it as well. So I think it'll probably end up being a combination. That's not an official statement at all, because I don't know, but, uh, but I think it'll probably end up um, playing a larger role than it had pre-COVID. Right. So last question for me. Do you think that you see the future in the world because this is getting to be a smaller place because of technology? Because I know Westmont does, does this, that they have actually moved and have uh, created courses and materials under their under their brand, Westmont, in other countries. Do you see UCLA or maybe they already have it? Maybe we'll have a campus in Beijing. Well, they do have study, UCs have like study abroad campuses, um, mm -hmm. but that could very well be a possibility, you know, in the future. I think, I think right. right now their focus is to seamlessly kind of get students back on campus in a, in a healthy manner while still offering, you know, online, on, 
online classes just for some programs. So if you're going into your senior year, don't slack. Don't drop classes. Stay focused. Stay, stay frosty. Do not get senioritis. That's right. Don't classes, get that. Classes are important. Grades are important. And those application essays are even more important than they have been in the past for the UCs because they don't have that criteria of the testing scores to use in evaluations. So. Great. Right. Lori, always a pleasure. We love Lori. Great to okay. see everybody. We are, we're going to have a big surprise. We've got Dr. Amy Salzman, and she's going to be joining us with a segment right after these messages. And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salt of the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hi, this is Dr. Amy Saltzman from Still Quiet Place. And going off of Lori's topic, um, I wanted to maybe just lead a mindfulness practice based on that conversation. So if everyone's willing, you can sit in a comfortable position. And close your eyes. Bring your attention to your breath. And perhaps just notice whether you're a student or a parent or a grandparent or a teacher or a coach. Just noticing the feelings that are with you following Lori's brief conversation. So sometimes the words, tests, SATs, applications, schoolwork can cause stress, anxiety, depression. And rather than pushing those feelings away, just see if you can notice what you're feeling in this moment and making some kind and curious space for it. So noticing where the feeling shows up in your body. Maybe it's a tension in your temples or a rapid heart rate or a tightness in your belly. Just breathing making space for the feeling, and then noticing how the feeling actually feels. Is it big or small? Is it warm or cool? Is it smooth or jagged? Is it heavy or light? Just noticing how the feeling actually feels in your body. And then noticing or imagining if the feeling has a color or colors. And if it doesn't, that's fine. And then noticing or imagining if the feeling has a sound or sounds. And again, if it doesn't, that's fine. And then when you're ready, thanking your feeling, returning your attention to the breath, 
And in your own time, taking three slow, deep breaths. And when you're ready, opening your eyes, expanding your attention to include the room. And I just want to say that whether it's talking about college applications or summer plans or kind of anything, uh, we can have big feelings and it can be super helpful just to meet our feelings with kindness and curiosity like we just did. So the intention of that practice is to be able to have our feelings, to know what we're feeling in any given moment without our feelings having us, without our feelings having us freak out or say or do something we might regret. And so um, it's a useful practice really for any time and any place, but definitely during the college application process. Nice. That was beautiful. That was, that's a firstie. That's a firstie on this show. Do the breathing. I like it. I did good on the last three. That was good. I did good on that. It was, I was excited, really. I'm like, I'm listening to the dead air, and I was wondering if anybody's tapping the radio. What's wrong with my radio? It's just like, wow, but it worked. It was it breathing. Was, it was breathing. Breathing. I tried to breathe really loud so, like, people would know, hey, we're here. It was awesome. I love this show. I, you know, Amy, I really appreciate about recognizing that we can have hum huge emotions, but that they don't have to um, hold us hostage. We can be present to them and honor them, but also know that we're still okay while having a huge emotion. I so appreciate that. Yeah, and it's definitely a skill that you can practice. And just like Lori was saying, um, you know, doing things over the summer to be ready for the next school year. There are ways to practice this skill to be ready for this school year as well. And um, especially for athletes, I'm offering two online trainings over the summer for preparing mentally, emotionally, physically for the school year. And if there's interest, I'm happy to offer for other groups as well. So. Nice. Thank you. That's awesome. So, Em, I know you, Emily and Christine, I know you can add to this because this is just how you roll, both of you. <laughs> yeah, I wanted, I wanted to say that um, I so appreciate the reminder, Dr. Amy, about the feelings. I've had some big emotions coming up recently, and the, the beauty of it is the sense of, you know, this breathing through it and, and acknowledging the feelings and recognizing them and thanking them allows me to actually respond instead of react because I'm able to take a moment to really acknowledge what I'm feeling. And then I don't have to just blah everywhere. I can actually, uh, once I come into relation into conscious relationship with the feeling, it no longer owns me. I'm able to do, I mean, so I just so appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yep. And that it's interesting because responding and reacting would be the next lesson in a, in a course. Oh, we got we got to get on that next time. Now we have our topic. That's it. So, Emily, what do you yes. say? Well, thank you so much. That is such a, a beautiful reminder as well. And I remember being in school 
And I was the, I was so stressed out every single test and, and the SAT test. Oh my gosh. You know, it was so, so I love the connection of that because I never got that in school. And I think that is so absolutely key. I did have so many students when I was teaching. The ones that were highly sensitive were the ones that were so anxious about their, their performance anxiety, right? And so, um, oops, uh, oops, declined. Okay, sorry. Um, uh, okay. So anyway, that, uh, that was so, <laughs> that is so amazing because that performance anxiety comes up where I remember applying for colleges and all the stress and all of that. So if we can just relax into those feelings and welcome them, oh, I feel afraid with this. Oh, I feel overwhelmed. And me being the musical Emily, the songbird, I love that idea of putting them to paper and picking up an instrument and putting those that's what i always encourage it's like when those big feelings come up then just sit with them but you can also be creative with them you can write them down you can you can pick up your ukulele or your guitar or you can call me for a lesson and i'll help you <laughs> i just think that connection is so important so thank you for being so present right there in the moment and addressing what needed to happen what that connection was and that was really delightful appreciate it my pleasure. All right. Well, we, we've got a lot more. we got to go to break. we got some new commercials. And right after that, we got Sierra Boatwright after these messages. Mm. Well, now together we will stand every boy, girl, woman, and a man. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. I am Sierra Boatwright, LMFT, licensed marriage and family therapist and founder of Santa Barbara Ecotherapy. And it's always my joy to be here with all of our Teen Sports Radio co-hosts and listeners and today's show has been really focused a lot on helping you our teens our students our athletes and also your parents as uh, we're going into the summer we're shifting out of one school year and preparing for the next um dr amy did a beautiful guided meditation for us just a a snippet a tip of the iceberg of the world that is available to us all through mindfulness practices and one of the things that um, I incorporate into ecotherapy and that I want to share with all of you today is the summertime is a perfect time to carve out a little bit of space and find places in nature where you can develop this mindful awareness. Nature is around us everywhere in Santa Barbara. We're so blessed because we've got the mountains 10 minutes from the center of the city and the beach 10 minutes from the center of the city. All up and down the coast, we have beautiful options of trails and beaches and parks 
120 some odd parks in our city. So nature is available to you anywhere, you know, in Santa Barbara. And so my encouragement to you today as students especially is to find some places where you enjoy to be in nature, where you feel safe physically, where you feel like you can relax, and to take some time to really ground yourself. And, to, and whether that's sitting and having a seated practice of just being with your breath the way Dr. Amy guided us through, watching the waves and maybe timing your in-breath and your out-breath with the pace of the waves on the ocean, whether that's mindfully hiking up the trail and taking note of the different flowers that might still be blooming. We're coming into the hot part of the season, noticing the, the color of the greens around you, noticing the, the slant of the light at different times of day, especially if you return to this safe and special place regularly. Say you go there once a week or you go there a couple of times a week to begin to develop a relationship with a place and to really begin to, to notice the plants and the animals that you see there and consider them like friends that you're getting to know at, an, at a party, right? When you go to a party, we're hopefully going to get to have more of that soon, right? There's people there that you don't always know. Maybe they're interesting. They, you see them across the room. You're like, oh, I wonder who that is. I wonder what they're about. The same thing is available to you in our natural environment. So find a place in nature where you feel safe, where you feel curious, where there's a lot of beauty that you appreciate, and to begin to learn the plants, the animals, the birds that live there. Because these um, entities, these more than human entities, can become resources for you. And if you develop this relationship over the summer, if you take the time to know that trail, all the ways that it curves and turns and the views out to the islands that you can get there, the views of the backcountry mountains that you can get there, it, it, it opens up these different ways of thinking. I'm a strong believer that our minds conform to the spaces that we place ourselves in. So if we spend all of our time in books with lines, or square spaces like Zoom, or these little gadgets that like seem to be plastered to our hands all the time, we're thinking inside boxes. And when we're out on the land, we're thinking along the lines of the land. So over the summer, a lot of us are down at the beach, big open spaces, big expanses, lots of views out to the islands, views out to the mountains, we're stretching the cones and the rods in our eyes, and we're giving our brain a chance to think along and different pathway right so using the summer to develop a relationship with a place that you can return to both in your mind and with your body to have this restful mindful experience that really allows us to step into what what some of us in the nature connected community call timeless mind and this is the element of awareness that is relaxed, that is open, that is available to all the possibilities that exist for us to solve problems to meet challenges to um, prepare ourselves for these new and different things that we're about to do. Those of you who are going into your senior year, everything that Lori shared with you, super important. Juniors, you guys know coming into your junior year, everything really matters. Sophomore year is kind of like the like swan song of like, you know, life without too much responsibility. Junior year, you're really coming in to everything mattering, making sure that you're on your A game, whether that's athletically, or academically, and also in your relationships with peers and teachers. Those things really matter because you'll need those people to support you as you make your launch out of high school and into college. So developing a relationship with a place allows you to deepen your relationship with yourself. 
to be grounded in yourself, to be, thank you, Dr. D, to be aware of your environment in a new way that is open and receptive and, and creative and allowing you to think creatively and differently about the challenges that are coming ahead for you. Then when the school year starts, you have this pattern in place so that you can either return to it mentally or physically and recenter and remind yourself that all that chaos is still happening and you're still okay. Yes, Dominique. Oh, I love it. I love it. You mentioned something that uh, my one of my children um, who was working and going to school, she was experiencing headaches and she realized it was because she wasn't having the long vision. You mentioned something about how the eyes work and how when we walk in nature, literally our eyes get a rest because it's no longer functioning in the short vision. Can you say just a little bit more about this? Because this was critical to her mental and physical health while doing a lot of work. Yeah, so um, you're absolutely right. The short range vision thing is um, does contribute for a lot of people to headaches, especially stress headaches. And maybe Dr. Amy can speak to that a little more. But my experience is when we're out in nature, number one, we're not looking at blue lit screens. Blue light is terribly corrosive to our eyes and it's very stressful for our brains. That's honestly why police officers use it because it wakes you up. So we're taking our eyes off of these blue screens, going out in nature, looking at green things, scientifically proven to reduce stress and anxiety. It's soothing to the eye. It's soothing to the nervous system. And, you know, medically what's going on about that long range and short range vision, all I know is that when you're able to stretch your eyes or your vision in doing that long range vision, it does relieve a lot of stress in the mind and in the brain. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm open. Do you have anything you want to add to that? No, I think you did a great job. Uh, Don is a big uh, hiker, distresser, my masseuse who de-stressed me this last Saturday, and I love yeah. her. Thank you. And Christine, I'm, I'm having a massage thinking about Christine, which was weird, I know. But I had to have her be notified that he was in town, and she jumped on the wagon. So we have this whole little side yard action for him, and I tell you, Don, I felt like a million bucks after it. I had a rough week, and you tell texting me you must have felt it that hey you know if, if I need you and you are definitely my gratitude for the week so I needed to close the show or at least this segment with that but um anyway we got a lot of show left folks we've got a bunch of new commercials and Ed Langlow if only I've known right after these messages Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salt of the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back to Teen Sports. This is Ed Langlow with another rendition of If Only I Had Known. 
only I'd known is a mentor's moment with the teens with us on Zoom, as well as those listening in on the radio. Uh, today's segment is titled A New Beginning. And this piece is based on something I heard Brad Barrett, a financial advisor, say about retirement. Uh, this was on a talk radio show when he made this comment. He said, if you feel you didn't do a good job in your career choice or if you aren't happy with how you've done, then when you retire, it's like a second chance. You, to some degree, get a new beginning, a clean slate to do a better job at retirement because it's a whole different segment of your life. And I'd never really thought of it that way, but it's an interesting concept. As long as you did a halfway decent job preparing beforehand, saving some money and to good care of your body, it's a whole new opportunity to do a better job. I am retired and I've had some conversations with people that ask me, what are you doing with all your time? And I usually just say, I'm busier now than I was when I was working. But I like, I like the approach that Barrett used. It's a new beginning. Uh, I think it's a more exciting way to look at retirement, and I'm going to use that thought for motivation and see how good of a job I can do. And there's another time in life when a paradigm shift that you could consider a new beginning, and that's when you get out of school and start a career. It's a whole different life, and it also depends on how well you prepared for it in the preceding segment of your life, which would be your school years. But it is a whole new chance to do a better job. So if you're still in school, think about the new chance at life that's coming up. Mm -hmm. See if you can get excited about this next chapter. I can't imagine that you don't want to do a good job at your career. It is where the money's at. But try to put it all in the perspective of a new beginning. Only I'd known when I was a teenager to look at the stages of life in that way a fresh start, and make a good thing of the opportunities. This brings up a couple old sayings. You know how I like adages and old sayings. The first one is, when one door closes, another one opens. The door that's closing is your time in school, and the one that's opening is your career. The other saying is, if you choose a job you love, you'll never work a day in your life. <laughs> that's true. You don't want to choose a career that you're going to hate doing. Just be sure you can make a living doing the one you love. Promise you this. If you look at the career stage of your life as a new beginning, get excited about the possibilities and start preparing for the money-making phase or choose an occupation you really enjoy, you'll live a much better life for it. I'm Ed Langlow, and I'll see you next time on If Only I'd Known. Nicely done. All right, Dr. Amy, you've got some tips here. Well, I just wanted to say, tying this back to the conversation with Lori, I remember being a junior in high school, and most of my friends were seniors, and their um, acceptances and rejections were coming back. And you could like, this is well before I knew anything about mindfulness, but you could just feel the stress going up and up and up, like each day of the week at the lunch table. And finally, someone said, you know, if you don't like it, you can transfer. And then all that stress went. <laughs> and yeah. so I just want to tie Lori's conversation and Ed's conversation together and say, you know, we think that 
you know, the college we choose or the fiance we choose or the job we choose is permanent. And if it's not working, either you can do something to, to, to make it more workable or you can change it. And so just remembering that that's, that new beginnings are possible at any point. Nice. Well said. Sierra. Yeah. So what's occurring to me is that there is so much pressure on our teens at this point in the, in the journey to make these really like feels like lifelong decisions. And it is true that the choices that we make do set us up for a certain trajectory and that at any point we do have choice and we can make changes. One of the things that I'm considering doing maybe this coming school year or maybe the second semester of this coming school year is to develop an ecotherapy um, support group for second semester sophomores, juniors and seniors where we can, you know, do some work in nature. Maybe we'll partner with an organization to get our hands in the dirt and be of service and get those community service hours that I know everybody, I think they still need those. Um, but also to have a community yep. where we can process the stress around these decisions and really help teens remember, like, what is what are you passionate about? What is that thing that if you could find a way to make money doing that, that you would never work a day in your life? Yep. Like, let's make sure that we're taking some time to do that because listening to oneself and getting clear about what our priorities are for our life and what we want and love for our life is as important as all the feedback we're getting from parents and teachers. I see the cards and um, all those other pressures that you might be feeling, to, you know, jump to a certain bar, like the family that only goes to that one school. You know, I, I'm, I'm toying with that idea. And so if you're listening to this and you're like, I would love to go to a group where I can process this and the support of, you know, peers who keep it confidential, uh, keep that information confidential, but also have the support of a therapist. Uh, let us know. Email us at uh, Teen Sports Radio or find me on Facebook or Instagram. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Nice. Christine. Um, well, I just um, interestingly enough, the themes like the cards today, um, you know, getting connecting in with nature. Um, Gigi the cat came and sat on my cards today and, and rolled around them and popped two cards out. And I thought, well, let's just see what happens with those two cards, you know? And they're really cool cards. One's the death for birth and the other is the four of cups. And the death for birth is the, you know, it's, there's a beautiful picture of the a phoenix rising from her own ashes. And I've been hearing over and over again, these like endings and beginnings. And the thought that's come into my mind is that the impetus, like at the every ending has within it the impetus to the next beginning right so when the, the 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 phoenix is rising from her own ashes there's something in those ashes that are pushing her that is pushing the new beginning out at you know as, as winter as winter circles round into spring we've got something pushing up from the land you know the sun is pushing so there's this beautiful sense of endings and beginnings and at the same time the four of cups says Sometimes you just need to let it go. Sometimes you've done all the work, you've done everything you need to do, and you need to just take a rest and things will fall into place. I, I liken this to like when you're working on something very intensely and then you, just, you actually can't find the answer. You can't find where those two cents are in your checking account or whatever, you know, to balance the books. And then you just <laughs> say, forget it. I'm going to take a walk. And then you take a walk or a shower. And as you're relaxing and maybe looking out at the beautiful green sky, Sierra, you have to see where I am back here. It's amazing from what you just <laughs> talked about. Um, but suddenly as you relax, it just drops right in. The information drops in. And so these two cards are so beautiful. And I just want to thank Gigi the cat for picking them today. I think they're very appropriate for all of us. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, we love you so much. That, that's the mm -hmm. massage. 
That's the massage center. M, close us out for this segment. What are you going to say? Oh, I love that. New beginnings. I love that. I was at my folks' house this um, weekend, and they're building a guest house. They're moving into their past their retirement stage. And it was this beautiful vision of um, us coming together as a family. And it's in this natural, gorgeous setting. And it felt so good. And I just, I echo everything that was said. I think the excitement and the exhilaration of being open to the new adventure of every chapter and stage of your life life is it's where it's at so thank you so much so so inspiring all right we have another segment where don't go anywhere fill up your coffee we're gonna be back with a lot more after these messages And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Uh, I'm going to say what a great show. First of all, thank you all today for joining. Um, I want to finish off the show with gratitude. And like I said in the last segment, Don, I, you're, my gratitude for the week is to you. And I don't know how you knew. I just had a really rough week and you texted me randomly and just was so thoughtful and said, hey, if you need me. Um, I'll come up and I usually like to have multiple people to see you, not just for one person, but you were so generous with your time and you were so loving. And I'm not kidding you. I went back I went in my room and I crashed for like four hours. So thank you. Don right. Sanders, you're my, you're my love muffin for the week. <laughs> yeah. That's so, there you go. So, uh, uh, yeah, so, so can I uh, just give a shout out to all the dads out there? This weekend is Father's Day, and uh, all the families that support them. And, uh, you know, like Erica said, donsociesinohi.com. And, uh, you know, appreciation has been rampant in this show. Uh, may your hands and body be busy learning always. May your song always be sung. May you stay forever young and kind of the heart of appreciation. That you feel that appreciation makes you truly human. Having a spirit of appreciation for someone that's done something for you, that's like one of the rarest and noblest things. And yeah. you know, in your heart, it just, it just brings up pride and self-esteem, and you think, I am worthy of receiving such goodness. Provides us with uh, a spiritual sweetness. So whatever you can do in that way, go out in nature, you know, uh, see this as a fresh new beginning. It's it's truly awesome what appreciation and gratitude can do for your heart and uh, your place in the world. Nice, Don. Thank you. This is one around real quick. Thank you, Don. We love you. You know how much I love you. This one around real quick. We got like two minutes left. Everybody want to say somebody? Uh, you you had a chance here, Christine. You you got somebody? Yeah, I want to thank Nurse Lori on the oncology department who found my mom's phone when we left it there and kept it safe the whole time. And even though nobody else knew, she knew. And she and I picked it up yesterday. So I'm so grateful to Nurse Lori. Thank you. Uh, Sierra. Wow. Um, well, I'm feeling grateful for um, 
Well, I mean, honestly, I guess I'm just grateful for you guys. You know, once a month, I clear my morning calendar to be here and it really helps me uh, ground back into, you know, the spirit of service and community and feeling our community emerging from COVID and how we're, this show just magically came together with the different elements of mindfulness and support of our students. Just really grateful to be with you guys. Nice. Thank you. We, we were blessed to have you. Dr. Amy. Well, I was actually thinking of um, encouraging each of us and all our listeners to be grateful for themselves mm. and whatever they've been through, are going through, growing through to take a moment because often we forget and we focus our gratitude outward, which is awesome. But it's also nice to focus it inward and just say, you know, I know it's been a little bumpy or whatever, and you're doing awesome. Nice. Emily, you got like a couple of seconds left. What do you say? Hey, I am grateful. Shout out to Unity Toastmasters in Santa Barbara and Ezron Gates. Amazing help with professional speaking and public speaking. And to my stepdad. Robert Brumall, I am so grateful for this man, and I just want to share my love and gratitude for this father um, for this year. So thank you so much, Teen Sport Radio. So grateful to be here. Yeah. All right. Ed, you're going to start with gratitude the next show, okay? Because I didn't get Ed, Dominique, or Richard, but they'll get in there next week. God bless Santa Barbara. Smiles all around. See you next week. You're the best, you're the best, you're the best.